Hey everyone and welcome to Riverside Online. We are so glad that you joined us today and we pray that you encounter God in a real and powerful way. So let us hear from Craig as he wraps up our series as he preaches from Psalm 23. We all have moments in our lives where we feel a little down, a little blue, where we get into bad moods. You know, we don't always feel great and joyous and and bubbly and happy. And especially with some of the seasons of life that we find ourselves in at the moment, we can get a bit down and a bit blue. Now, I wonder what is your go to pick me up for those times when you are feeling a bit blah and, and not great and enjoying things at the moment? Maybe it's a piece of cake. Nothing wrong with... A nice big thick slice of cheesecake and a coffee to really just kind of pick the mood up a little bit. One of the things I love to do if I've maybe got some chores and I'm not amped to kind of get into the kitchen and clean it up and and get going there. But is to put on some of my favorite songs and that seems to lighten the mood a little bit uh, for me to have my favorite songs playing while I get through what I have to get through. I think for me one of the best kind of pick-me-ups and, and, and gets my mood shifting a little bit is, is a walk in the garden, even just a short one to get outside and maybe change my scenery, breathe in some fresh air. If I'm really down, one of the best things for me is to go to the nature reserve and have a slightly longer walk and, and stretch my legs a bit and I often come back feeling so much better. But it'll be so interesting to know what you do as your pick-me-up when you're feeling down. In the series that we've been doing called Worship in the Midst of, we've been looking at Psalms written by David, this incredible Old Testament figure. And we're going to be looking at Psalm 23 today. And I think Psalm 23 is maybe one of the best spiritual pick-me-ups that we can go to. As we read these incredible words, I think this is just such a pick-me-up for the soul and has been one for me for many, many years. We uh, experience so many different things and we go through so many emotions. And I think this one really speaks to the soul where we're at. So just a recap of the series, uh, worship in the midst of, as David's life has been a roller coaster. There's so many things in this colorful life that he's had. We looked at Psalms of the Outlaw when he was on the run, running for his life, having to pretend to be mad in the camp of the enemy. To when he was king and uh, had to deal with all his sin with Bathsheba and um, Uriah and, and, and all his confession before the Lord. Just really these extreme things in his life. We looked at Psalm 18 where he dealt with the victories that he had and gave all the glory to the Lord. You know, these are quite extreme things, running for your life, having to pretend to be mad in the presence of the enemy. You you know, the the level of sin that he was engaged in, you know, just everything that he did as king, these high watermarks. But sometimes life for us isn't that extreme. And what do we do when it's when it's like Thursday night or Tuesday, you know, like just the kind of mood that we're in this you know, I just don't feel so great. So I don't feel so inspired. And, and life can sometimes feel like that. And this is where, where Psalm 23 is going to be so good for us as 
We just have something that we can go to that will always feed and fuel our soul no matter what space we're in. And so this is why this morning we're going to look at like worship in the midst of life. Like every day, our day-to-day uh, routine and, and just how that can sometimes get so run down and so mundane. But we can foster something in our spiritual lives that can really encourage us and really allow us to draw daily some encouragement from the Lord. And so we're going to really be digging into that with this sermon. But before we uh, launch into that, there's something I want to draw on from the life of David, which is very important to kind of wrap all of this up. You see, David has so much to draw upon. There is... Uh, this wealth of experiences that he can take and imagery that he can draw on as he has these incredible poems about how he relates to the Lord, how the Lord has moved in his life and and, and can, can be like daunting to go, well, you, you know, how, how do I get there? How do I take the framework of praying and, and writing out these incredible prayers and scriptures and songs to engage with the Lord on. And it's because David lived by faith. And what that means is, is David was often in a position where God was using him. And you see, we often think that we've got to live these sheltered, protected lives. You know, just... Be safe in everything that you do. And so what happens is we don't ever risk much. And as a result, we're not in a place where we are living by faith and seeing God's hand on our lives in a regular way. You know, I've had some incredible privileges in my life where I have been able to meet and sit and hear teachings from incredible pastors, Christian leaders and missionaries. And been so inspired by their stories about what the Lord has done. And, and the thing that is true for every single one of them is they have been living in such a way that they have been uh, living by faith. And when they have been living by faith, they've seen God move in dramatic ways. And to some degree, I can identify I've had the privilege of going uh, to places maybe a little bit further uh, and a little bit longer where I'm doing uh, the work of the gospel, where we've gone to Mozambique and uh, mission trips into Botswana and uh, Namibia and a few other places like that. And, you you know, I've had the privilege of seeing people uh, dramatically healed. But that would never have happened if we didn't go to a place to pray for people. Just on our doorstep, we are seeing God move in incredible ways in our community around here in the south of Joburg. But that's because every single week we're going in to run uh, Bible studies and having opportunities for ministry and praying for people. And I think that's because we're there by faith and in faith and trusting that God is going to do what only God can do. And because we're living our lives like that, we are seeing him move more and more. And I'm so encouraged because I can look back at my life and I have so much to draw upon to nourish my soul, to feed my soul, to pick me up again. Because without boasting, but 
I found the joy of living by faith. And I found the joy of, of putting myself in a place where God shows up and does what only He can do. And I want to encourage you. With this Psalm 23, David is drawing upon his past experiences, translating that into poetry and using it as a way to worship. And so if we're wanting to foster the same kind of thing, my biggest encouragement to you is to forget about being safe. Go and live by faith. I'm not saying be foolish, but you hear stories of people praying for people and God healing them. Well, it's because they went out and prayed for someone. You hear stories of people sharing their faith and then people coming and believing and surrendering their lives and trusting Jesus. Well, that's because they stepped out in faith and shared their faith with someone. You hear incredible stories about how a, an act of generosity was a life-saving event to someone else. It's because they stepped out and were generous and acted on what they felt the Lord saying. See, in so many of these things with David, it's because he trusted God and lived by faith. He didn't have the sheltered faith where he didn't do anything and hoped he would just get to heaven one day. It was active. He lived and trusted God. And so my encouragement as we're wrapping up this whole series of worship in the midst of, as we look at worship in the midst of life, and as we draw on experiences that we can use to nourish and pick up our souls, it's going to happen more and more for you if you live by faith and step out and actually are in situations where you can say God moved there and God moved there and I trusted God and he came through there and just recently we've been seeing a number of healings taking place in our informal communities but I think that's happening because we're praying for people and God is just showing up and it's so encouraging for us every single week to be seeing that happening but let's go to Psalm 23. Let's have a look at how David draws upon his life's experiences as a good pick-me-up for the soul. Psalm 23 is one of the more well-known uh, psalms. But again, just such an encouragement for us as we uh, get into this. So, Psalm 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul and he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Now you'll remember that David started out as a shepherd boy. He tended and looked after his father's and his family's flock of sheep. So this is something that he experienced in uh, the formative parts of his life. And uh, he is able to create this imagery of being a shepherd and seeing God as the perfect and ultimate shepherd. And this imagery for me is just incredible. Just think about this. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me to green pastures and I get to lie down beside quiet streams now let's just take the the imagery and go well i'm the sheep he's the shepherd now for a sheep to be lying down in this amazing green pasture 
with this perfect gentle stream. What does that mean for the sheep? It means the sheep lacks nothing. If you are surrounded by a green pasture as a sheep and a stream that is not dangerous for you to drink from, this quiet gentle stream, you lack absolutely nothing. You are in a space of always having enough. And David would have led his sheep. He would have looked for the best pastures and and moved them to places where they would be sustained and always having enough. This imagery for me just really just picks up my soul. Because if I look back at my life and if I analyze every season where there have been incredible seasons and really difficult seasons, this is true for me. I have always, always had enough. And this is a mistake that we often make as Christians as we look at everyone else around us and we go, God, I want more. I want want maybe more than what that person has, or I I want what that person has. And in our minds, we, we, we lose that sense that God promises enough. And, and, and look at what David looks back over his life and he goes, I'm like a sheep who's been surrounded by this green pasture and quiet streams. I've always had enough. And I don't know what's going on in your life right now. And maybe this is the pick me up for your soul right now. Because David says, when I think about this, you know, my soul is refreshed because the Lord, he, he has always given me everything I need. I've always had enough. And this is the truth that for those who have surrendered their lives to God our Savior through the completed finished work of Jesus Christ. This is what is for us. Things get hard. Things get difficult. We always have enough. And I look back over my life and I have always had enough. Because the Lord is my shepherd and he leads me to green pastures and I get to rest by quiet streams and he refreshes my soul because I look back and I go, God, there has not been a moment in my life where I've never run out. You've always sustained me and you've always made sure I have had enough. So maybe not been the best food to eat. Maybe I've not been able to have the entertainment budget I've wanted. Maybe I've not been able to buy the kind of brand clothing that other people are wearing. That's never the point. We're not called to that as followers of Jesus Christ. We're called to live by faith and enjoy him and the fullness of him here on earth. But one thing I have always had is enough. And I really want to encourage you with that. Pick me up that right now you can trust God that that is what you will have. And for his name's sake, I have never run out. What an incredible humbling prayer to pick me up to know. Wow, God, I can, I can praise you by just eating this piece of toast because I have something 
and it is enough. You provide for me in every season of my life, in hardship and abundance. You have provided. Man, God, we love you for that. He then goes on from verse 4. And it says, even though I walk through the uh, darkest valley, your version might say through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Again, this imagery is just incredible. Uh, my wife and I had the privilege of, of being in the Middle East a number of years ago. And one of the crazy things we did there was a sunrise hot balloon ride in uh, this area that was a farming area, but incredibly mountainous. And so what we're doing in this hot air balloon ride was we kind of go up the one side of um, this uh, mountainous kind of part of the valley and we'd uh, go over the top in the plateau and then we'd drop down into this valley and maybe there was a, a number of them had these sheep pastures, uh, farms, potatoes, vines, a whole bunch of things. And then we'd go over that farm and then we'd go up the other side of the valley. And some of these farms had their pastures on opposite sides of these uh, mountains. And so they would have to go from one and climb up and climb down the other side. And so imagine David doing that with his sheep, having to lead them up these passes over the mountains to get down into the valleys where there's more lush vegetation. And you can understand how uh, that would have been difficult, some of these paths and and the weather and, and navigating. So literally, David would have walked these paths, and figuratively, David would have walked these paths because not only did he literally walk in dangerous valleys, but remember how many times people and Saul and other people try to kill him. The military campaigns he had. There were times in his life when he had to climb out a window and run for his life. The shadow of death was over him as people tried to hunt and kill him. This is difficult. As we go, sometimes we might be experiencing, and some of you during the season have felt like the shadow of death is over you. But through every time that David has, has experienced it, he says, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Again, there's that shepherd imagery there. And you know the, the kind of the shepherd's crook that can hook the neck of a sheep and pull them back from the edge. It might not be a nice experience to get a kind of a hook around your neck and, and dragged to safety. But David acknowledges how he's had, had dark seasons and, and people after him and his dark season of confession because of how he messed up and sinned against the Lord. He experienced God's discipline when the prophet Nathan comes to him, but he goes, it was a comfort. I have been comforted by even when things have been dark. You have never left me. And here's another pick me up for our soul. Right now, you might be in one of the darkest places of your life. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And if you are struggling, please know that we have people available who can pray for you and who can reach out to you. And you can click the prayer notification and someone from our prayer team will contact you. 
But this is the comfort that even in his sin, even in the dark valleys of his life, God never left him. God doesn't abandon us when we blow it. God doesn't abandon us when things get dark and when we're ill and and, and really things feel like it's going to end for us. No, he never leaves us. Right now, you can be encouraged that no matter what you're going through, this is the pick me up for my soul that when I go through life, he never leaves me. His rod and his staff They guide me. They correct me. Because even in my darkest moments, God cares enough that he is going to do something in me that's going to make me more like him. He's going to produce in me things that are better as he disciplines me and and removes things that are not of him. So even when it's hard, it's a comfort because he's working in my life. He's strengthening me. He's developing me. He's producing fruit in me. So be encouraged. We'll always have enough. And he never, ever leaves us. You might feel like that, but that's not true. It is impossible for God to leave us or forsake us as those who follow him, who are his children. And the final part of uh, the psalm and this is just some of my favorite imagery in all of scripture from verse 5 it says you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever David was not accustomed, or unaccustomed rather, sorry. David was familiar with being in the presence of enemies. He had many uh, uh, people who wanted to kill him. He had to do military campaigns. So again, some maybe difficult seasons in his life. But see the image and, and just picture yourself in this setting. There you are at a table. And there's food. And there's your enemy. And David's at peace enough to enjoy a meal. You know, the head with oil, the the cup overflowing. He is talking about the security that he has in the presence of the Lord. That his enemy can be right there and he is safe. Because of who the Lord is. And the enemies can't get to him. He's enjoying a meal. And this imagery for me is just so powerful because David has some incredible security. We've got a lot of things that you might feel are attacking you. You might feel that you are under threat. But as David has looked back over his life and the poetic imagery that he can develop to praise God and to uh, just celebrate is to go... I've always been secure because of who he is, because of our God. And I want to encourage you again, let's remind ourselves of those three pick-me-ups. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me to green pastures and to quiet streams. I'll always have enough. I'll always have enough. 
And then they'll walk through uh, the valley of the shadow of death. You're there with me. And your rod and your staff, they are there to comfort me. And so even when things are dark and hard, God never leaves us. And then you might feel like there are enemies attacking you and you're in a, in a spot like that. But you can rest and be secure in your position who God is. Because David says, surely, surely I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, Jesus says, who can snatch out of my hand those who belong to me? No. Now you see, once we've come to faith in him, we are secure. And who we are as his adopted children, we get to call God our Father through the work of Jesus. And this is why I find this psalm such a, a pick-me-up as I go through life. I don't always pray these exact words because for me they're a framework, a launch pad. For me to look back over my own life and to rewrite these words and to pray through these things and to refresh my soul because of how God is involved in my life how he leads guides protects cares provides nourishes nurtures me and so i'm at rest and at ease because I know who my God is and I know his track record in my own life and I go there as they pick me up when my soul is downcast and I come away from a time of prayer like this and my soul is refreshed because God is at work in my life and these things are true for me and they can be true for you. And so use this even if you have to take this psalm to start with. And to use it to reflect back over your life, how God has been aware, uh, has, how God has been at work in your life. Journal, write down, start writing a bit of a history of how God worked and came through and provided and start to develop those things. And you can use that as a way to pray and engage and worship him. And so we can uh, thrive in the midst of everyday life as we see God working more and more. And so then we can go back and celebrate and continually be refreshed at what God is doing. Let's pray. God, I am just so incredibly grateful that you are a God who is alive, who is at work. And God, just those three things, you always give us enough. You never leave us and we are secure in you. Just such incredible truth for us. And so, God, we thank you for that. And for anyone that's struggling with those things, Holy Spirit, won't you just comfort them and remind them of who you are and what you have done in their lives. In your incredible name. Amen.